I'm Janet Ioli, and you're listening to Power Presence Academy, wise words from wise women leaders. If you're looking for leadership mentoring, advice, or just a dose of inspiration, I've got you covered. You'll get leadership tips, and you'll hear from women executives at the top of their game as they share their lessons of experience with you. This is your go-to place for all things women and leadership. It doesn't have to be lonely at the top. Let's go. Over and over again, I've asked hundreds of leaders in workshops or executives and coaching sessions the same question. And this question is, what holds you back from moving forward? Or what holds you back from creating what you want? And what do you think the most common answer is? Because there is a common answer. It's actually surprising to see how common it is when I ask those questions. Self-doubt and fear are overwhelmingly the two most common responses I get, no matter what the level is, no matter how accomplished someone is. Once we get down to the core of what holds them back from doing something that they really want to do or doing something courageous, self-doubt and fear. Highly accomplished, smart, self-confident leaders admit And they admitted over and over again to me in executive coaching sessions that they have bouts of paralyzing self-doubt that prevents them from moving forward and have this, especially when they're out of their comfort zones. So in today's episode, I want to ask, do you ever have a self-doubt attack? (laughs) And I know we all experience self-doubt, but I'm talking about a self-doubt attack that is paralyzing, that is preventing you from moving forward. And I will tell you, even as someone who spends countless of hours coaching people through and out of self-doubt attacks, I confess it happens to yours truly as well. And so today I want to talk about an experience that I had with a self-doubt attack. And then I'm going to give you three things that I think you can do to treat an attack almost like a panic attack, right? But this is a self-doubt attack when you're struck by it. So, so here we go. So let me, let me talk to you about an episode of a self-doubt attack that I had. Probably, I'm trying to think, it was probably about four or five years ago. I was teaching a leadership program and this was a pretty big leadership program that I was teaching. A big, I mean, as in high stakes leadership program that I had taught over and over again. It was very highly successful. And it was this time it was for a group of government leaders in a particular organization. And I, as I was up there, I I was just experiencing like this, what I what I interpreted, now remember that's a key word here, as a high level of negativity and resistance from the group right off the bat. And that's very uncommon. When I'm when I'm up there, and again, this was pre-COVID, so this was in a in a, a large group. And you know what I mean by negativity. 
crossed arms, uh, people not really engaging. And that's unusual. In, and and I'm, I don't mean this as a bragging type of thing, but usually in my sessions, people are really highly engaged. I mean, that's one of the hallmarks of, of the space that I try to create is a very engaged type of setting. And people were not engaged. There were almost like little sarcastic snide remarks. People were whispering to each other. And so what was really clear to me was that a lot of those people did not want to be there. There was body language that just wasn't welcoming. And so this is common in my line of work. If people feel like they're being sent to a workshop or something's going on in the organization. But I wasn't able to think through that at the moment because all I could do was personalize that mood, I guess, and those dynamics right at the start. So again, what I started to do was see that directed at me. So I was, oh my goodness, I started to like panic really inside of me, right? And so at lunch, I went to my car to get some materials and I sat quietly for a few moments in my car and a barrage. I mean, I don't, I, I, I'm, I hope some of you can relate to this, but of negative thoughts began flooding my mind and they were just like haunting me and self-doubt. The negative voices were louder and they were questioning me. And, and here are some of the voices. So this is, this is what I call a power outage was happening to me. Maybe I've lost my touch. Maybe I should quit doing this because this is obviously not working. These people are not happy being here and so on and so on. You know, what am I doing? Maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm doing here. My mind had just turned into this feeding ground of there's something wrong with you. You don't know what you're doing, all of that. And there was another little small voice. Now I will say there was a compensating voice that it was small though, in the moment that was whispering, you're really good at this. Come on. I mean, look at all the really thousands of people that have been in your workshops and the feedback that you get and, and trust that. And there's something else going on here. That voice was being drowned out by the negative, negative chatter, that big, big voice that was on center stage that you just don't know what you're doing, Janet. So here's what I did. I took a few deep breaths because I know I'm trained in this, right? <laughs> so I've got to follow my own advice to reset my nervous system because it was going out of control, right? And I took command of the stage. And what I mean is the stage in my mind. I reminded myself that this work that I was doing was not about me. So what was happening in the moment? It was all about me, what they think of you, whether you're doing it right, all that. It was not about how I was feeling how I was being received, or my own ego needs. What I needed to do was figure out what this group needed in the moment and help them with their leadership journey. I reminded myself that that is what I do best, and that is the purpose of why I'm there. It's not to be liked. It's not to be an entertainer. It's to help people along on their leadership journey and try to help them discover what they need. So I needed to trust myself, stay the course, trust the process, and persist through these 
really tumultuous waves. And that, that these waves were normal and that I knew how to handle them and swim. So I grounded myself and I got back to center. So when I got back into the room, something miraculous happened. I, I, and I know because I've done this before, the self-doubting voices were gone because it wasn't about me anymore. What my voice in my head was asking is what's needed here right now. I stayed steady and I stayed on center course. And really what I did, I was calm. I was focused. And I asked, I said, so, so what's going on here? I'm sensing that there's something greater than what's going on in the session today. And I'm feeling a really strange energy from you all. And I, I want to understand it because I want this to be a useful session for all of us. And boom, that was it. So what was released was that they had this huge organizational change and people were not happy about it. And they felt like there was lip service from their organization and that they didn't need leadership training that their bosses did and blah, 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 blah. So it went on to this big resentment that was much, much greater than me or the session. And so what we did is we had a transparent and real conversation about how to be a leader and lead through that. And it, it was just magically transformational, magically transformational. And I'm not exaggerating here, but what happened for me and the self-doubt there was that I moved beyond my ego and I moved beyond the focus being on me and whether I was performing to what is needed here in this room. And I was able to have a real courageous conversation and be transparent and operate with more soul than ego. And I think that was, first of all, the transformational piece for the group, but also for my own self-doubt attack. So this experience reminds me that none of us are immune to these self-doubt attacks. And learning how to persist through it and stay the course that rather than become paralyzed by it, because that could have been a whole different outcome, is key. So over time, if you start to do this, your immunity to this self-doubt starts to build up and you can get through and over it much more quickly if you really just train yourself to follow this pattern. And so I'm going to give you three things to do that I think will ease them, just like they eat certain things ease panic attacks. These three things will help you ease a self-doubt attack and move through it, move through that way. Okay, so the first thing, the first thing, I mean, this is so critical, is separate the self-doubt and name it. First of all, we have to recognize that the negative chatter in our heads and self-doubt is brought on by a whole bunch of factors. Fear, right? right? We could be afraid of something. We have negative past experiences. We have or even parental figures that could be in our heads that are reminding us something or teachers or bullies in the past. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but a lot of this chatter in our head comes from past experience, pressure to perform, perceived risk of failure, thinking, oh gosh, the stakes are really high here. The need of self-validation to prove myself, my lack of self-confidence or trust can cause it, right? 
your, like I said earlier, your parental or other people's voices of criticism, if you've been criticized a lot or you perceive that you've been criticized. Also being unfamiliar with something. I mean, there's so many things that can trigger a self-doubt attack to hit. And also being outside of your comfort zone is another one. So as the chatter enters into your head, pause. The pause. I mean, the power of pause is so important. And, and it's hard to do that in the moment, but just pause. Take a few deep breaths to reset and refocus and bring the voices into separate awareness. And what I mean by that is separate yourself. You know, you know, you know how I, I talked about the stage, like there's a stage in your head, right? And the voices are now on the stage. Separate yourself from the stage and say, okay, there's that negative chatter again. There it is. So you're recognizing this voice that's separate from you and give it a name. So call it something. So you can call it, I mean, an actual name. So for example, my voice would be Esmeralda. So I said, oh, there's Esmeralda again. So Esmeralda has taken center stage. And so when you separate from that voice, rather than identify with it, you can hold it afar from you in your awareness, look at it, and you can distance yourself, and you can then make a decision to silence. So you can say, okay, Esmeralda, get off the stage. Seriously. I mean, that's simple, because now it's not you. It's another part of you that you can detach from. And so that's a really big, big, big thing to do, first of all. So separate, separate yourself and name it. Second thing, on this one, I, I mentioned this a lot when I talked about my own example, get past your own ego. Remind yourself of the purpose behind what you're doing. Just like I did in that example I gave you. What's the driving force? An ego-based purpose, like to have people like you, to be admired, to be validated, to show how smart you are, how talented you are, or whatever else you are, will only serve to feed that self-doubt plague. Because there's a thing that it's, it's nothing is never enough, right? It's like I'm never smart enough or talented enough or whatever else I want to be, right? I'm not admired enough. I'm not whatever. And so it just feeds this monster, this self-doubt monster, because it's all about me and the focus is on me and I'm conscious of myself. So separate your purpose from your ego and identify what's the deeper intention and what's the purpose I'm trying to achieve. What am I here to do? Not me. Not This isn't about me. When you make something bigger than yourself, the focus won't be on you. And that is so huge. And if you ask the question, and this to me is what I call the magic question. What is needed here? That has nothing to do with you. What is needed here? And make the choices from that place versus how can I impress? How can I be better? How can I be wonderful? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then third, the third thing to do when a self-doubt attack happens is to get back to and stay in your center space. So when self-doubt happens, your body feels it. 
And so your nervous system gets all revved up. Your emotions get heightened. Your blood pressure goes up. Your nervous system actually goes into alarm mode and your energy gets off kilter and you are totally, and tell me you're not, you haven't had this experience. You're totally in your head and you're focused on yourself. (laughs) And when you're in that space, it's hard to be in the positive energetic flow and you can't be at your best because you're so self-absorbed. And so is your body. (laughs) So your body is just absorbed in protecting and being safe and being worthy and being loved and all of these reactive things. So plant your feet on the ground firmly and close your eyes. Imagine there are deep roots growing underneath your feet like a large tree. Start to feel rooted. Take a few deep breaths and feel your body firmly on the ground. Breathe. You will literally be able to sense your body relaxing back and grounding itself to center space like a tree. <laughs> I, I always say this, and, I, and I'm not kidding, and I'm not being new agey when I say it, be the tree. Keep imagining those roots firmly underneath you, And you will be amazed at how your mind starts to clear as your nervous system begins to settle. Be the tree, firmly rooted out of your head into the ground roots. When you get back in touch with the center of your personal power, which is what you're doing when you're doing that, and the unique contribution and purpose you bring to the table, your self-doubt will dissipate. Bring it on. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Drop me a line. Tell me about your self-doubt attacks and how you manage them. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. And always remember this. Every single moment, you have a choice in what you say, what you do, and how you make people feel. Pause and make those choices wisely and intentionally because every single moment, those choices are who you become as a leader. See you next time.